Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to the United Smart Tech Podcast. My name is Jessica Alexander. I am your podcast host coming in from El Paso, Texas. Um, Let's see. The date is, I don't know, what is today? Today is Friday, August 21st, and the month of August has flown by. I can't believe it's been a whole month since we recorded our first podcast. Thank you to all who listened. Thank you to all who are bearing with me as I learn how to do a podcast. It's kind of a fun, cool thing because I have a really outgoing personality, and anything I can do, um, you know, to be in the spotlight is something that I absolutely thrive off of. Um, you know, some people would hate to say that. I don't hate to say that. But um, we have a cool episode today. I, we are going to be um, joined by my good friend and co-worker, Lawrence Williams. Lawrence works beside me over at United Smart Tech as a senior recruiter. And we're going to get a little bit of his insight on what he um, looks for, for hiring, um, what he, you know, likes to see in interviews, what are his pet peeves. We're just going to have a cool conversation with Lawrence today. So thank you guys for listening in. Let me uh, go grab Lawrence. So happy to be here. Thank you for doing this, Jessica. It is my pleasure. Um, Thank you for joining me. I was telling them how you're a friend of mine, but you're also my coworker, and I enjoy working with you so much because you just have such a great, bright personality. Um, so tell us a little bit about um, your previous recruiting jobs. Well, thank you for that uh, compliment, Jessica. I do appreciate that. You definitely make it easy. Um, but prior <laughs> to my current position as the uh, recruiter, I have been recruiting for about six, seven years. Um, I initially started back out in the Army. Um, one of my positions was as an Army recruiter, where I recruited for over 150 of their jobs. Um, then once I tr- transitioned out of the Army, I became a nursing recruiter, recruiting for registered nurses and licensed vocational nurses and CNAs as well um, across the eastern region. Then after that position, I recruited for a call center where I recruited customer service employees to take care of over the phone um, customer service questions. Um, And now that led me to my current position working with you. Wow, you really have a lot of experience. So what makes this job different, different than your other recruiting jobs? Like, let's say the Army, for example. So I will say one key thing that makes it different from the Army, for example, is that in the Army, I did a lot of face-to-face recruiting where I was actually going out Mm. and trying to find individuals um, to be surprising, maybe surprising to say um, a lot of the military branches do receive traffic in their office, but it is usually easier to gain um, potential soldiers while going out and meeting them in the communities that you work in. Um, So I really enjoyed that. Um, But this job, I also really enjoyed the fact that um, I'm still able to get people to work um, simply from the comfort of my home. Um, While it is an office area, I do feel comfortable here. Um, not a lot of um, going. I do search for people and look for candidates, but 
Um, a lot of our candidates do apply and the qualifications needed for this position um, right. require a little bit more. You have to have some type of experience. So that's pretty much a major difference there. Right. It is a big difference. And I know uh, for me working from my home, I like that I get to wear slippers if I want. I don't have to wear heels or, you know, flats even. <laughs> I wear slippers. So it's a little more, I don't know, it just makes the day a little more fun. This um, may or may not be surprising, but I actually feel that I have to get dressed fully to feel like I'm <laughs> at work. <laughs> I love that. I've worked with other people who work from home and they do the same thing. And you know, most of the time, especially in the beginning of the day, I feel the same way. I get ready for work. I go out in my kitchen. I grab my coffee. I go sit down at my desk. Like I do the whole get up, get ready for work routine. Um, so yeah, so that's really cool, Lawrence. That's, I, I feel like I feel like recruiting for the army is different because you know, you're off, you're offering people this whole different lifestyle. And when we're recruiting here at United Smart Tech, you know, we are looking for people with experience. So it is different. It's almost like um, bringing people into a whole new world and then, you know, hiring people for a specific job. It's definitely different there. Um, so tell me what you, as far as working for United Smart Tech, what you think our culture embraces what do you what do you like about the culture at united smart tech so i definitely appreciate that this company allows me to get into another field of technology um, this company is very technology focused um, i like that mm -hmm. the service that we provide through um, hiring individuals not only allows them to get to work in this uncertain environment right. but it also is customer centric the service that we provide yeah. to the customers i think is above all else it um, is which allows me to continue to get out there and find people to support our customers i love that one thing that i really wanted to make a point when i got hired for the company was you know, that we connect people together because when people don't have their devices, they're unable to speak to their grandchildren. They're unable, like I wouldn't be able to speak to my mom if she didn't have a device. We wouldn't be able to FaceTime. So hiring specifically for smartphone technicians, you know, it's more than just let me fix your phone. It really is a customer service experience because we connect people. Absolutely. And surprisingly, I, my mom's just now getting into FaceTime Aww. as of this year. So it allows us to stay connected. So I definitely want that for all of our customers across the United States. Yeah, yeah I do as well. When I went on um, some ride alongs with a technician, he really told me he loves customer service. And I just, I just thought that was so special because um, I know that when I've gotten my cell phone fixed before, no one's really put that connection in there. So I appreciated that he was doing that for our company. So, so what, tell me, what do you, um, when you hire, so you hire for smartphone repair technicians, what, what would you say the top skills are needed in your candidate? So first and foremost, I always would say that what's needed the most is someone who is um, self-motivated, right. someone who really enjoys being um, and working with technology, 
Um, that's definitely something that is unique, that is needed and required um, right. because you're passionately getting after, um, getting out there and doing these repairs. Um, you don't want someone who is unsure of the process. Um, but also another thing is that I always um, tell my candidates that it's very important that you are nimble and wanting to be flexible and get out there and want to be, want to make the money, you know, cause there's, right. there's for a candidate, their focus is landing a job and providing for their family in a lot of cases. Right. Um, with that being said, it requires you to put in the time to get the, the, reward from your work right um and i love explaining those things to my candidates um i really look for someone who is um friendly um i know that that sounds like a basic term to use but um you know i've been interviewing for quite a few years now and you there's all types of personalities um and yeah. not everyone's personality necessarily lends itself to um, wanting to be interacting directly with a customer. So I definitely try to pay attention to um, those types of things when they're in response to any of the questions that we have during our interview process. Yeah, and there's definitely a way as an interviewer to pick up on that, whether someone's friendly or not. Um, I think that's something that you and I probably have going for us is we're friendly and you can tell we're friendly. Um, <laughs> oftentimes, I know when, when I first started hiring, I would just always constantly look for people like me. But but I had to learn that there are people who are still great at customer service who aren't exactly like me. So what do you think about that? Like hiring candidates maybe who don't appear so bubbly at first. Like what what good can you see in those kinds of people? Well, absolutely. Everyone's not going to come into an interview experience because with a bubbly personality all the time, because it's already kind of an intimidating experience. You don't know who you're going to meet, what type of questions they're going to ask. But with us being very nice and welcoming people, I think it does allow the um, interviewee to become more uh, comfortable and yeah. candid in their responses. Yeah. Um, so, but to more answer your question, um, I love hiring people that are not like me um, because I, I know that. that people have greater skill sets outside of just being able to communicate. Um, there are right. so many other domains in which people can be successful. Um, there are, this is a tech driven job. Mm -hmm. um, so you can, if you are really passionate about that, yeah. that to me says that if you're passionate about it, and you want to do these repairs, that means that you will give the customer a good experience because at the end of the day, what the customer needs is, yes, someone who's nice and friendly, but they want their device repaired and repaired in a timely manner. Yeah, absolutely. I, I understand that completely. And I think that's something I've learned from working in this line of work is, you know, like we were talking about experience, like that's, that's, that's what it comes down to is people want their stuff fixed. So cool. So I know, especially lately with the coronavirus going around, um, a lot of people are doing more online interviews or phone interviews. So do you have any particular tips for somebody who is coming on to an interview that's a Zoom interview that would normally not be doing a Zoom interview? So maybe what we can teach them about Zoom interviewing? For sure. Um, so the first thing is that you should treat it like any other interview as if you were going in to meet someone face to face. Okay. 
which sometimes takes a little bit of work. Um, that includes things like, you know, figuring out where the location is, how long it's going to mm -hmm. take you to get there. Um, mm -hmm. In comparison, for the Zoom interview, even though you're not traveling anywhere, it's important that you try ahead of time to ensure that your device is um, working properly. You oh, have yeah. the Zoom app downloaded on whatever device you're using, and mm -hmm. you have the internet connectivity to work. And you should try all of those things at least if not the day prior to ensure, at least 15 minutes before the interview. Um, right. And then if you're having any issues at that time, that would be an appropriate time to reach out to, you know, the recruiting staff and let them know, hey, I'm having this issue or running late, whatever the case may be, which allows um, the team to work with you and adjust times if need be. Right. Um, and then the next step from that, I would say, breathe. <laughs> Um, it's underrated, not but it's that very bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. You know, we're anyone who's doing an interview, whether it's face to face or via a Zoom um, or Skype interview. Just take your time and listen to what is being said and breathe and respond. I think that that's really the best that anyone can do because you're showing up to the interview as yourself. You're right. only going to be able to answer the questions that you um, are prepared to answer. So try to think some things through related to the job position prior right. to the interview um, and always look your best. I, I know that material things are not, you know, the most important things, but it's important to, you know, present your best self because not only does it allow the interviewer to know that you're taking it serious, mm. it also... Um, helps yourself and your self-confidence and even in the way that you'll start to respond when you feel good about how you look. Oh, I agree with you. I never thought about it that way. It does show that you're taking it seriously. Um, I love that. I love that so much. Um, so let me ask you this, because I like taking selfies and whatnot, but I can never find the right light. If somebody is in a Zoom interview, what is the best light position so you can see them the best? So it depends on your location. If you are unable to um, be at home and set up a designated area for your interview mm -hmm. and you're in your vehicle, which does happen from time to time, in, right. a, in a vehicle, I always suggest the following things. Don't have it connected to your Bluetooth in your car. You should be stationary and not driving. Okay. <laughs> um, but aside from that, make sure that it's squared off and the interviewer can see, you know, your your face. And that's really most important in a Zoom interview in a car. But if right. you're at home, I always suggest, you know, having your back um, to something solid, maybe a photo wall or something, just nothing too distracting. Right, right. Um, and then somewhere that's also quiet because computers and phones pick up a lot more noise or background noise than is usually expected. Um, so it makes it a little bit harder to hear or understand via an interview over the internet. Ooh, that makes sense. Um, what would you say about like family members? Cause I know some people can't help but have their kids at home right now. Would you say, it's okay if like the baby starts crying in the background or what would you do? What would you want somebody to do if something unexpected like that came up? Well, <laughs> unexpected things do happen. Yeah. Um, those are things you really can't control.
um, as if I was the interviewee and that happened, which it could happen um, of course. In, in life, um, I would just, you know, first quickly apologize, give me an ask for a moment and take care of whatever the issue is. If it's something that needs to be taken care of, mm-hmm. if it's something that will just kind of simmer itself down, I'm not going to talk about a child um, because I think that that's something that needs to be tended to. Um, oh, yeah. But <laughs> But if like your dog's barking or something like that, um, it will pass. Don't get too flustered or, or frustrated. Um, just okay. like I said, again, breathe because it's going to be okay. And I, as a human being, I understand that things happen. And I know that every interview is not just perfect. And we are working um via some services that some people may not have utilized in the past. Not everyone right. used a Zoom or... Right or any of those things, so it's new. Um, So I definitely take that in consideration and try to be as understanding as possible. Right, oh, I I think that's great. Um, One last question, if you could have your ideal candidate for a smartphone repair technician, what what would that ideal candidate be? Who would they be? They would be anyone who is interested in smartphone repair, specifically technology, someone who is self-motivated, like I mentioned earlier, Mm -hmm. someone who is customer centric, um, also someone who has the ability to um, deal with customers' questions because there will be times where customers have additional questions. Um, How they respond to those is very important. Um, But anyone, male, female, um, there's no age limit. Um, We just really um, enjoy someone who loves assisting the customer and making sure that we are providing the best customer service possible. Right, right. Hey, that sounds like a job pretty much, you know, like you said, no age limit. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. I love that because a lot of people do think repair is only for guys. And, you know, I know we have females on the staff and they're awesome repair techs as well. Um, So what would you say to wrap up this interview? What is your favorite part about working at United Smart Tech? Well, my favorite part of working at United Smart Tech is my ability to learn and grow. This has been a different experience in another field, um, the technology field. And I'm loving what I'm experiencing. I'm loving the the quality of candidates that I've been receiving. Um, and I hope that I'm providing a great experience to the inter- interviewees that I get to interact with. Um, I hope that they see that I love what I do and I'm passionate about getting people to work. Yeah, I you know, from what I can see from you, people can see that you are a wonderful person to work with. You're a wonderful coworker. And if you're my, if you were my recruiter, I think you would make me feel so comfortable. Thank you so much, Jessica. I could definitely echo those same sentiments to you. (laughs) Well, thank you. We're just awesome, I guess. Yes, the (laughs) A-team. Yes, the A-team. You are wonderful. Thank you for taking some time out of your Friday to chat with me. I appreciate you more than you know. And, um, 
yeah i i hope you have a great day and you continue to kill those interviews you too i hope that this is a great episode <laughs> it will be thank you for your time lawrence thank you jessica all bye-bye. right bye-bye well, guys, that is a wrap for August episode uh, here at United Smart Tech. Thank you so much for listening. Again, I am your podcast host. My name is Jessica Alexander. Um, if United Smart Tech sounds like somewhere you might be interested in working, check us out. You can find us at www.unitedsmarttech.com. Um, or if you want to check out the job openings, go to www.unitedsmarttech.com slash career and we can get you rocking and rolling with us. Have a wonderful month and we will see you in September.